and Spider episode 13, All the Colors of the Dark. Oh boy, Chuck, episode uh, numero tredici here on a very special episode of Ragno e Pipistrello. We are back again, Chuck, with another Giallo feature. Oh, that's, uh, let me translate. Uh, this is Bat and Spider, episode 13. Go ahead. Yeah. You're right. I think you're right. I think we're ready. No, I'm, Dale, I'm impressed. That was amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> it gave me a tingle at my spine. I knew what 13 was, but I still had to Google it anyway and take <sighs> two more seconds out of our didn't want to screw it up you know yeah i don't i i want to be accurate yeah i mean we say it every every episode uh, it feels like a milestone 13 is pretty cool that's a halloween number yeah you know yeah it's like the first you know spooky number yeah they don't put that floor in buildings right is that true <laughs> that is true <laughs> they'll leave off like the 13th floor <laughs> that is true yeah <laughs> it's amazing the next big milestone episode, of course, episode 666, right around the corner. Maybe we'll be 66. We might be. We hit that. Yeah. <laughs> if we do the math. I mean, if all that adds up, there's going to be like pictures of us with white lines through our heads. <laughs> if all those numbers line up creepily. Oh my God. Uh, I find myself doing something weird at dinner nowadays, Chuck. Um, mm-hmm. Not weird, probably off-putting to some. I'm I'm developing this like old person habit of uh, starting to clean dinner while people are still eating. Oh wow! Because yeah. I just I can't. As soon as we start eating, I look over and I see the dishes and the mess <laughs> that was yeah. used to create the dinner, and I yes. I'm beside myself because I'm the one that's I you typically cleans it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I am just, just like get. I am, just gotta get. You're itching. You're itching to get that done. I am. Because it's got to get done. And I don't want to be at the sink all hours of the night. No. And what if so, your headphones are out of batteries, too? Or, nightmare. you know, I start, I start, you know, putting on one of my playlists on my Spotify, mm-hmm. and then in another room, one of my kids tells Alexa <laughs> to play Imagine Dragons, and it turns off my Spotify and starts playing Imagine Dragons for them. <laughs> And it's just like I just sit there and I stew. Oh, this is a this is truly a horror, horrific tale you're telling me. <laughs> That's why I wanted to put everybody on edge <laughs> before we got into the uh, movie of the episode, All the Colors of the Dark, from Ooh, 1972, yeah. an Italiano feature. Mm-hmm. Another Giallo, my pick mm-hmm. this week. Um, but yeah. Uh, what have I been up to? I I haven't watched many movies other than I went back and watched that old Chestnut Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't know what it was. I got a hankering. I think it was 4th of July for some reason. I got a hankering to watch some Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, and I found, I was reading about young Indiana Jones Chronicles because I had never, like I remember like in 92 when it, was first coming like it was i remember being excited about it and i think we watched like one or two episodes and we were just like that's not yeah it's i just remember not being very yeah it it was because you know it's definitely made for tv after all that yeah um and i mean if you don't have harrison ford it's it's a it's a tough road to hoe you know yeah 
he 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 brings so much um it's hard to replace him but i found that he appeared in one episode in like season three he like did like a bookend segment um and he has a little it starts with him having a car chase <laughs> and a shootout and he ends up in a in a like a it's like a, a, a shack in like a snowy wasteland. And then these like gangster guys come in. Oh no. Well, he's in the shack and he finds like um, a small saxophone. It's tiny. And he, he's like, it's so tiny. I thought it was a joke, but I guess that's, I don't know, a tenor sax or something. I don't know. I don't know anything. Chuck. About Let me saxophones. try it. <laughs> now it, I, it was a, t- it was like a kid's saxophone. There's no way. If I saw a grown, okay. if I saw okay. Dave Cos playing that tiny saxophone, it looked, I would, I would eject the CD of his out of my five disc changer. Yeah. And I'd throw it into the uh, Staples branded uh, shredder that also how, shreds CDs. How much money did they offer Mr. Ford to appear on screen with that tiny saxophone? I feel like yeah. he probably saw that thing and just. I like, mean, can he was you just like this is ridiculous? Imagine, what is this Mickey Mouse operation? Yeah. And he's got uh, you know, TV producers begging him to just smile on the camera because he's so he's so he hates everything. He's had it. Yeah. He's had it. Somehow he turns it into a you know, a happy face on cam. But anytime you catch him in an interview or something. He does not want to be there. So you have like the power of, uh, I don't know, s- some powerful TV show producer. What is what? Mm-hmm. What is that doing for Harrison Ford? Nothing. And his t- Nothing. and his huge hands are wrapped around that tiny uh, brass instrument and woodwind. I don't even yeah. know. And it and it it reminds him of the days he spent in Chicago as a waiter, and that's how it it. Le- <laughs> Leads into the Young and Indians episode. <laughs> and then it ends, comes back to the shack, and these like gangster guys bust in because they want, oh, it's like a, a Native American like peace pipe they have that his friend has or something. Yeah. And these guys steal it from him. And oh, and there's like a pretty good fist fight. And it, uh, but then Harrison, <laughs> he like crushes these men to death with all the, ice and snow that somehow he gets the roof like they it falls off the roof yeah. like a mini avalanche yeah and it just these guys are completely covered like they're the three stooges putzes uh, <laughs> i mean do you think they died it sure seemed like it because they were not harrison and his buddy were not like maybe we should dig them out of here like right like there's no one for miles like no. if they just took off like those guys are dead and that, it, that mound of snow wasn't moving. And it would look like a complete accident. I mean, there's just, if they slam the door too hard, that all that snow and ice was just going to come bashing down on their heads. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Brilliant. M- murderer. Yeah. Harrison. He he kills a lot of people. Um, I'm glad you watched it though, Chuck. I mean, that's, uh, I get the hanker and I could put that, put those movies on anytime, anywhere. Oh, man. I watched, um... Get ready for this. I'm ready. Um, I went ahead and went on to the uh, the next installment of the Sleepaway Camp franchise and watched Sleepaway Camp 2. Mm. Wow. Now, Chuck, have you seen Sleepaway Camp 1? I have. Okay. So, 
we won't spoil it. Maybe we'll do it for the show. It's oh yes, Chuck's just he literally has the Blu-ray on his desk and he just showed it to me. He just flashed it to me. He just exposed that DVD to me. <laughs> I found this at my local Walmart two days ago. Wow. That's beautiful. Snatched it up. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh everyone everyone in the bl- boutique Blu-ray world is going crazy because there's been a, a vein of scream and Shout Factory titles that are hitting the cheap bins at Walmart. Oh. So, so Reddit is like filled with people bin diving their hauls. Yeah. And I didn't have much luck, but that was like the one I found. I was like, wow, it's worth that's it. Cool. Yeah. It's worth it. But anyway, you watch Sleepaway Camp too. I did. And there's some, what? Like, are there like five of these movies? There's definitely f- four with possibly mm-hmm. a fifth, which is seems like sketchy. Because it it's like return to sleepaway camp, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know the the story of that, and people yeah. who probably know are just screaming at their phones right now and their speakers. <laughs> um, sleepaway camp two, so immediately sleepaway camp two ties up the loose end from the first one, and probably mm-hmm. the most I don't know if offensive and mundane way possible. <laughs> Great. <laughs> And it literally, I I mean, it might be the paperiest, thinnest plot of any movie I've ever seen, with Mm -hmm. also the highest body count I've ever seen, and yet I didn't hate the movie. Good. Well, that's good. Uh, Our our resident uh, camp counselor slash murderess from the first one is back, and she hurt all she wants to do in life is just be a camp counselor that kills the bad kids. She racks up a body count. Did they replace Felicia Day? Is that it? Felicia Rose? Yeah, they replaced, Whoops. <laughs> replaced Geek and Sundry's you can, you Felicia Rose that. with... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, with Bruce Springsteen's little sister? It is the younger sister of Bruce Springsteen. You're right, Chuck. Oh, it's a sister. Oh, okay. I don't know why I knew that. That's wild. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I, those, you know, Sleepaway Camp, I saw for the first time maybe three years ago. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's a classic. It's a B-movie classic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so entertaining and wild. Yeah. Um, everyone has to see that. I mean, if you're mildly interested in the kind of movies we watch on this show. Right. Gotta see it. Um, but yeah, so I've always been, it's always like, whenever there's like a good movie like that, it's like, oh, well, I did see they made like, 10 more of these. <laughs> Do I want to ruin that experience by <laughs> yeah. seeing what happened next? But but that's part of the fun. I secretly bought both of us oh, yeah. a copy of Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D. Oh. Did you know this existed, Dale? In 3D, I did not know that it existed. So I guess when did this come out? Nah, 2009. They put out an edition that's in the actual red and blue 3D, and the, the Blu-ray comes with the two pairs of the classic paper 3D glasses. It's amazing. Yeah, I went and I opened it up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a phantom. Uh, I was like, did I drunkenly order this one night last week? I couldn't. I, I, I yeah. knew it was from eBay. I could tell from the, uh, the, the invoices. Like, don't forget to leave feedback for your purchase or something. And I'm like, I went back to my eBay purchases. I'm like, did I buy this? 
I buy this? And I text my I pal Chuck. And uh, yeah, that's, I had no idea they released a 3D, old school 3D yeah. version of it. It's very exciting. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. We're going to use that power that we now wield for mm-hmm. good and re- revisit my boy Shelly yes. and his yes. lady troubles in Friday the 13th. Part three, 3D. This is the first one he wears a mask too, right? This is the uh, yeah, the first hockey mask one. Yep. He, I think he steals Shelly's mask. Take care of your shit, Shelly. Damn it, Shelly. Why do you do these stupid things? I have to. No, you don't have to. I just want you to like me. I do like you. But not when you act like a jerk. Being a jerk is better than being a nothing. I never said you were nothing. You don't have to say it. I could tell. You're wrong. <laughs> Shelly. Everybody just walks off with it. Uh, anyway. I wonder, is there a Jaws 3D? I, I want them to do more of those discs with the old school 3D versions on. I did buy, I have a frustrating tale. I bought, you know, since doing this show, I've been swimming in a lot of Blu-rays around me mm. uh, on my desk and everything. I'm like, oh, you know, it would be cool to be able to watch these things at my computer. Yeah. Um, so I bought like a Blu-ray drive. Wow. Again, off eBay, because that's where I live. And But this is like, I had no idea until I got it and tried to set it up today that Blu-ray on computers is a S show, Dale. Really? Do you know this? I did not know yeah. this, no. So like... Like this machine, this is a Windows machine. Microsoft just doesn't want to pay for the Blu-ray license for every copy of Windows 10. So it's like, it's it's near impossible to do it. Like there's weird hacky ways to do it. What? And I, it's kind of beyond me. Like I, I was trying to do it like all day today and I can't get a Blu-ray to play. It's insane. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that it's, e- it's easier to find a way to rip the discs and watch those files than it is to actually just play the disc. It's, it's insanity to me. Dang. And I'm, and I'm like, I feel like the guy I bought this disc drive from probably went through the same experience <laughs> and threw it on eBay. And I feel like I'm going to end up throwing it back on eBay. Wow. Cause this sucks. I just wanted to watch my movies on my computer. It's weird. Yeah. Why should that be hard at all? Ever. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I was reading about it because they do it for the Xbox. Like they they have some workaround that Microsoft did for Xboxes, but they won't do it for Windows. It's weird. I don't know. I yeah. I I thought it was weird when the Xbox first came out, Xbox One, and you would put a Blu-ray in, and you have to like boot up the Blu-ray app. Mm-hmm. To just pl- and so it's not just it recognizes a Blu-ray yeah. in your disc drive and you click on that on the home screen, you open the it's Blu-ray super app. Weird. It's weird. That's are weird. Blu-ray, are the rights to play Blu-rays just like is the? I think that's Sony that developed it. Are they just charging like way too much? That <laughs> yeah, really would make it that prohibitive. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I just, uh, my mind went to another place when you said you lived on eBay. Mm-hmm. I just tried to look up uh, my first purchase on eBay. Oh my God. But I can't remember what it, 
what it was. I and oh, they don't and list the there. item number anymore. It was definitely in 1998. I can tell you that. 98. Oh God, what could it have been? 98. 98. Was it a compact disc? <laughs> That's a great question. Was it the Spawn soundtrack? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Can't you triple Whose idea was it? I want to know who... I want a podcast interviewing the genius who was like, all right, we're going to mash up mm-hmm. meddlers with like hardcore electronic people. Mm. Meddlers. Who says meddlers? You it's the stupidest thing I've ever said. If they come after um, us because you said that, Chuck... <laughs> gonna burn us like witches <laughs> um but yeah how about that album it's a banger it is uh way better yeah i love i eternally love that soundtrack i mean yeah much love i think i always remember the first half of the soundtrack being way better than the second half of the soundtrack but mm-hmm. a lot of love for for that gd soundtrack yeah. i say that that butthole surfer song Last summer, I tried to throw that on in the car with producer Melissa. She almost strangled me to death. <laughs> wasn't happy. She wasn't. Mel- it doesn't. Its charm does not work on everyone, apparently. Oh yeah, was, I absolutely <laughs> believe that. I do. Some of us don't appreciate the crystal method. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a shame too. But you know, it, to each their own. What's a the, the lead singer of Filter? What's that guy's name? Something Patrick? He's Terminator 2's brother. Do you know that? No. That's always a fun fact. Robert Patrick's uh, brother? That's his brother, the lead singer of Filter. And one time member of Nine Inch Nails. Richard Patrick? Richard Patrick. Yep. Holy shit. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at a picture, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. On the on the Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight soundtrack, Hey Man, Nice Shot to o- to open things up, to to just take you on that tour de force of a soundtrack. Hey man. It it releases something primal inside of me, some yeah weird primal teenage part of me. Makes me want to go run through the woods with my shirt off. Mm-hmm. You know. Tell my parents they're stupid idiots. All the colors of the dark. Let's get into it, man. 1972, directed by Sergio Martino. Mm. This is a giallo. That's why I picked it. You love it. You love it. Um, And look, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Didn't love it, Dale. Okay. Um, Appreciate your honesty up front. I feel... I'm a, I feel like I'm bumming some people out. People, I had, you know, people were telling me they're excited about this episode. You know, it's one of their favorite movies. Uh, and I feel like I let them down a little bit. I'm going to let them down because I, I just didn't, I didn't connect with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we'll get into it, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Um, what about you? What was your, uh, what was your initial take i appreciate you putting yourself out there like that chuck we're gonna we're you put yourself out there we're gonna hash it out and then we're gonna revisit see where we are on the flip (laughs) side um i have to say 
this movie as being described as psychosexual yeah in nature the opening sequence the dream sequence i Mm -hmm. almost did like the spongebob meme where he got up and was getting (laughs) he's getting out of the chair like he's leaving the room uh that i almost i was almost like if this is what you're going to do to me the whole movie yeah, I can't hang for, with that like uh, open ended interpretive stuff. <laughs> that is not my bag, baby. So, but after that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it brought me back in. It reeled me in. Okay, it reeled me okay. in from there and got me closer to the love. I remember having feelings at a certain point that even as wacky as everything seemed. There were definite concrete repercussions. As long as you give me some concrete and something factual. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll get into it. But, you know, this whole time she's questioning whether she did, whether she did it. Is she a part of this cult? She doesn't remember. But then it starts to come out that everything that's been happening in her head has has actually been happening. And I was satisfied. I was like, as long as you're telling me that things happened, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. fine with it. Okay. And I liked it. I liked the movie. All right. Yeah. Ultimately, in the end. Yeah. And, and you know, I could have eaten a bad piece of cheese right before I watched this. Could. Yeah. Friends, friends of ours, we always joke. A friend, Ian, friend of the show, he, he, there used to be a running joke in our circle of friends that. They would ask, like, if he didn't like a movie, that someone would ask what he ate beforehand, because that would <laughs> usually influence whether he liked the movie or not, if he had a good meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, you so love cheese, so. I love cheese. I love giallo. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if I over, if I hyped myself up, I was, like, really excited. Um, But I don't think that's true, because I, I, I think I, I think I actually got kind of what I expected. I heard. I watched um, someone give a quick review about this a few weeks ago. I think that's how I heard about it. And basically what they described, I feel like, is basically what I got. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so, so what's this movie about? This is, um, our main character is Jane, Jane Harrison, uh, played by uh, Edwick Fennick. And um, she recently lost a pregnancy um, with her uh, boyfriend, Richard. I believe it happened in a car accident, mm-hmm. correct? She lost the baby. Um, so she's she's on the, you know, her mind is, she's, she's having mental trouble. She's like, you know, having crazy nightmares, which is that scene that you mentioned, the, the very beginning of this film is a wild nightmare. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's starting to be plagued by like hallucinations and these crazy nightmares and just, you know, feeling like she's being followed. Um, and it's basically, it's hard for me to describe this without giving the tell of why I didn't like this, but it's like everyone else in this movie is telling her what's wrong with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, there's a psychiatrist involved. There's her boyfriend who wants her to take vitamins. There's, um, her sister, it works for the psychiatrist. Um, and it's just her like getting more and more frazzled throughout this movie. And somewhere a satanic cult comes in. 
that's true. Somehow that manages to uh, yeah. weasel its way into uh, her therapy. Yeah, um, and it's just, and that's that's kind of it. Like, there's not there's not a lot of huge like, um, big plot points I can hit. It's basically just her sort of trying to figure out her way out of this mental like zo- bad zone she's in yeah um with m- various methods um and people sort of trying to influence her and her way out um and and yeah i'm like that was like my biggest problem with the movie was her her character and her representation i mm. i was really bummed that she just had zero she just she she almost did nothing on her own um mm. accord every movement or decision she made was like made by somebody else in the movie. And it, it made it very hard for me to like, to get into her character and yeah. be, you know, go experience this through her. Cause I was just so frustrated the whole time. Yeah. That's, <laughs> um, that's actually a really good uh, point of view yeah. to take Chuck. I had, I hadn't even thought about that, but I did have a uh, connective sort of feelings in that, she was really having a hard time coping. Like stress of everything was really, really eating at her. And the, the, the chaos, it was the chaos of everybody's opinions on how she Mm -hmm. should handle it. Flustered me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's like, I mean, and maybe that's, I mean, I, I feel like that was just stopping me sort of, Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I don't know. Like I couldn't get, I couldn't work my way into her experience to like, yeah, to fully empathize with her. I think um, because it also seems so far away from the crazy stuff that was happening to her, um, and it was also kind of horrible. Like I mean, I'll just jump right into like, I think the probably the, the second most standout craziest scene other than the beginning. Um, is when her neighbor brings her to this castle where there's a, a satanic cult happening, a meeting, if you will. They sacrifice an animal, which is was very hard to watch. <laughs> I mean, that, um, that, <laughs> that dog very was hard limp. To watch. There was a limp yes. dog involved. You, like, I, was that dog real? I, I don't know. I don't know. I it couldn't. I want to say no, but I have no. Who knows what the laws were exactly, in early seventies right? Italy making movies? I don't know. Um, but it was very. It was shocking. It was hard to watch. And then she pretty much starts. She's sexually assaulted by everyone in the room. Basically, I mean, they only show kissing, like forced kissing. Right. I shouldn't say only. Like, I mean, that's that's assault. But for, and for some reason, that like it just didn't. Like I uh. wanted, I wanted the psychosexual stuff. Like I love that in movies, but there was something so unsexy about everything in this movie yeah. that it turned me off. Right. Cause it seemed like everything was against her will. And I didn't like that. You know, I think that's what it was like. It was like, it was so much just like people, mm-hmm. you know, just having control over this woman and yeah like it, it, it was really frustrating and maybe and maybe that's what i was supposed to feel i mean yeah at the end of the day that's yeah that's um, that's absolutely 100 percent could be true as well i mean yeah yeah you're, and maybe as yeah as a man that's such a foreign 
thing to me mm-hmm. of not having agency over my body that maybe that's w- what my reaction was but go ahead she doesn't even want to take pills that her boyfriend vitamins that her boyfriend recommends and she's you know then she finds herself in a satanic cult where <laughs> she, yeah she's being assaulted and then she's starting to question whether that was real or not it's just contributing to her yeah. to her mental health big like in a bad bad way and then you find out it's all familial and like she never had a chance you know basically she never had a chance so she's i mean she's experienced all this pain and she's not getting help and good the only thing i can say is good on her sister for recommending a psychologist right or psychologist psychiatrist Psychiatrist, I think. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. And genuinely, the psychiatrist, I thought, was trying to do his best. He didn't have ulterior motives, which I suspect, you know, it's easily because you suspect everyone in in this movie. Um, But he legitimately seemed like he wanted to help her. But also, at the same turn... His sis, her sister that is trying to get her that help is also the leader of this satanic cult and their mm-hmm. mother ultimately <laughs> died because she tried to get out of this cult. And yeah. that's why then that's why she is in it because she was duped into joining by this actress who's proposing to be a neighbor. Like it went crazy it went wacky yeah and and she ends up stabbing that neighbor who introduced her to the cult to end up killing her right because that was like the deal like her neighbor wanted out of the cult but she knew the only way out was to bring someone else in right and then she could be killed and be released <laughs> yeah so <laughs> not not just be released by getting killed she has to get dupe somebody else into getting involved in it to begin with and this is just on top of so she experiences all these dreams she experiences somebody is after her she 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 is dreaming all this and she's not Mm. sure if it's happening but once she joins the cult it's 100 percent actually happening to her yeah 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 which so no benefit mary by the way, no. by the way, you've recommended this cult. It's not happening. It's just making yeah. things worse. It's making things real. Yes. Um, one cool aspect that I like that I did like was how her boyfriend Richard, Richard, mm-hmm. he they kind of paint him as a dumb vitamin salesman who doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Yeah. And he's, you know, because in the beginning, he's just like, uh, shut up and take these weird vitamins that you melt in water that are yeah, like that, weird colors. That turned that hyper blue. Interesting. Yeah. That's um, like pyramid scheme, uh, <laughs> yeah, probiotic. Like, what kind of vitamin company is this? Yeah. This is, uh, and her sister got that dude his job too. That was another thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. That was a, that was another <laughs> strand yeah. in this thread. But, um. So you kind of like you're like oh, this Richard guy. He's not. He's no good. And I was right there. I was like, get uh-huh. this, dump this guy. He is not helping you. Um, but by the end of it, he's kind of he's almost the hero of the piece. Um, yeah. Um, Thank even you. though 
I wanted Jane to be her own hero very badly. <laughs> Richard was the, yeah. uh, the one who sort of finally um, uh, made things better. Um, but do you want to talk about this opening scene? I feel like that's like, yeah. that's probably like the most famous part of this movie. And I, I really enjoyed it. I watched that opening scene a second time mm. after the, Did you? <laughs> the initial shock. Uh, cause it is, it's, in, it's intense. Um, I actually, I loved it. It's just that after that, I wasn't, I felt like they didn't back it up. Um, but I agree if they had stayed on that craziness. Oh uh, yeah. I would have that been, dream. I would have been checked out. Like, yeah. No, thanks. The one thing you can't do that. I, I, the cre. I don't know if it's just like pandering the creativity of the, the dream sequence. Yeah. It was wacky for me, but what she is describing to the psychologist after that lined up to the dream sequence, like everything in the dream sequence yeah. that she was able to talk about later. I was like, Whoa, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. And before that, the other thing that I like, uh, I'm going to give Sergio Martino props for this. So the movie opens on a shot of a lake. It's very peaceful. It's like sunset. All you hear are. For like a full two minutes and like the the title credits play and like the the um upfront credits um there's no music it's just this beautiful scene and it gets darker and darker and darker and it you know this i guess that you know they're mimicking the sun going down and then bam it it goes into this crazy dream <laughs> yeah and the dream takes place in like i think it was just an all-white space an all-white room there was an old woman with like crazy, like caked on makeup <laughs> with like blackened teeth. Like some of her teeth were like blackened. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like they weren't worried about it. Like, like looking like she was missing teeth. You could, like it was clearly they just painted some of her teeth black. Yeah. Um, and that looks probably even crazier because. Yeah. And they know it, you know? Yeah. There was a naked pregnant woman on like a. On stirrups or like a yeah on the stirrups like in a gynecological office or whatever yeah she's and she's smearing blood all over her stomach <laughs> and then and then there's the blue eyed guy right yeah who uh and boy uh friend of ours friend of the show Tim Timothyf texted me today saying how about those um contact those plastic lenses that poor guy had to wear oh my gosh he was like is that guy blind now yeah having to wear those oh, things oh wow <laughs> i mean you could see like the rims of his real oh, eye on the yeah. very outer edge of the blue contact those contacts were brutal looking i mean yeah look like dinner plates in there. yes they did it was so bad yeah and they were like the bluest what kind of blue were they? They were like royal blue or like sky blue. Yeah, it was like sky. It was like Carolina blue, sky blue. Yeah. I mean, they were 
blue. Yeah. Like artificial. They weren't eye color blue. <laughs> they no. were like house yeah. paint color blue. Because they zoomed so far on them so many times in the movie. Uh, like you could just see that. Like they were not like... So, I mean, it, it was a cool effect because they looked weird. They looked off and you could easily spot that character every time he showed up. It's like, oh, there's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just this. And it's like crazy music playing and it just keeps cutting between these three characters. Um, and I think there's a knife too at some point. Some yeah. blood, a lot of blood. Yeah, there's a knife um, uh, going in to yeah. not the pregnant woman but just her on a bed i think it was either her oh, yeah or that's rep- right a representation of her yeah um but it was very good it was effective it was very schizophrenic like i had no idea who these characters were mm-hmm. and they don't really other than the blue-eyed guy none of these characters really show up they're more representations i think of her yeah her fears and her trauma that um she's dealing with um but woo yeah but it, what a scene. I mean, it was it was awesome. I, I get why it, it has, um, why people are like, wow, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. That was effective. Allmovie.com called this movie tiresome. Care to comment on that, Chuck? I, I, I can see where they're coming from. I, I'm just, I think, Chuck, right, as of this moment, I'm irked that <laughs> the only, the only, uh, section of this critical reception of this movie is all movie called film tiresome can we get some bat and spider editors on this here to just oh my god just link to anna ghoul's letterbox review and put it in this wikipedia article what is all movie and why is are they the only ones that get quoted in this wikipedia article yeah that is so weird all movie name five people that have gone to allmovie.com since its inception. <laughs> well, I, I just went to their Wikipedia. I, I haven't made it to their their site yet. <laughs> but, um, but man, they get a lot of quotes. Um, I think that's what was frustrating. There was so... We should say, I, I, I do want to hammer that this movie is uh, beautiful. This is a very yeah. good example of what uh, like if you were trying to describe to someone what Giallo is like, the colors in this are amazing. The use of, I don't know what they are, lenses, but like they would do that yes. thing where the, like a character's face would be on screen three times and it's like turning. It's like a eh. very old school. Like it looks cheesy now, but. Oh yeah. It was, it's, um, but then it was probably like sitting in a theater in Rome. You were probably like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, this is wild. <laughs> uh yeah, it, it's it's beautiful. It's it's a it's a feast for the eyes. Mm-hmm. I just felt that I wanted more backing that up. Um, the and also uh, you know with the the aesthetics of the satanic cult, mm-hmm. I was into it. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, it was a dec- it was decorative enough. I don't know if de- decorative is the word, but I mean there was something about it like that symbol. I wanted to know if that was a real <laughs> symbol because that book was certainly real that she was slumming through on Richard's desk. You better believe I've been looking for a copy of that really? book. 
Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's a real book. It, I mean, I don't know if you looked it up. I didn't. It's, it's pretty easy to get a copy. Um, I wonder if that's... I'm just still that, deciding whether I want to pull the trigger. I wonder if that like half page with the symbol on it was just something they inserted into the book for the movie, or was that in the yeah, book? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's only one way to find out. Did they ever explain why <laughs> Richard had that book and why the page was ripped out with that symbol on it? No. No. I mean, his explanation was that he just picked it up in a books in a used bookshop like a few years ago. Hmm. But I think we just cracked something wide open here because oh, I'm, I am th- processing while we record this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, there was a picture of that symbol on the page and he had torn out a, a piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is she still not safe? Who knows? <sighs> Could be. Maybe he, maybe Richard wanted to be in charge of this cult. So he took out the two top members. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is Richard actually kills her sister. He kills Jane's sister. Jeez, um, brutal. The police thinks thinks it's a suicide, but he. Right. It, it was an odd scene. I was confused about what happened. Because who reached for the gun in that drawer when they were confronting each other? I thought he did. See, I thought she grabbed it. Maybe she did. I'd have to go back and check to look for some uh, hairy knuckles or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cable knit sweater um. sleeve. <laughs> I, th- I mean, but I literally brought, thought yeah. he was like sh- they, they were struggling, so he just reached yeah. in his top drawer to just pump her guts full of lead and be done. But it, wasn't it her apartment though? Yeah, maybe that's what I didn't mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, like, why would he know the gun was there unless he exactly. Something else. I didn't set that up. Something else we just cracked um, wide open. <laughs> Let's get Sergio on the horn. Sergio, Explain you're on me. notice. On <laughs> official Bat and Spider on notice. Um, um, yeah, and uh, oh, but how about how about speaking of that symbol, the eye and the triangle? How about that garbage tattoo that every all the cult members had? It just looked like they got a five-year-old to paint paint it on. <laughs> it looks like the colored pencils that you pull out of like a shrinky dink set, and you. Would... <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. At, Completely unbelievable. As much work as they p- put into that big centerpiece in the middle of the castle and everything, and they have yeah. some turd art. It, <laughs> they didn't uh, try hard at all on these temporary yeah. tattoos that everybody had on set. They probably just had the makeup person do it and they didn't like think like, right. oh, we should get like a tattoo artist or someone to, to draw this up. The dead giveaway for all the cult members <laughs> was the most terrible uh, body tattoo, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. And that's how Creep Richard found out that Jane's sister was in the cult because he oh yeah was leering in her apartment watching her change, right. Like, right. Looking, looking at her in a mirror. And he saw the tattoo on her. And then he... T- as well as everything else. And then he tells her that what... That's, uh... You, sh- you uh, should have never let me see you naked or something like that. I mean... Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't think she was inviting you to look. No. Nope. And he tried to... Yeah, he tried to give her, like, a compliment. He's like, you shouldn't cover up so much. You shouldn't wear those clothes. <laughs> I know. That many clothes. I was like, oh, dude. Take a hike. In the end, everything's figured out. I, I I dug that there was like a criminal explanation that th- almost 
looked like the bottom was gotten to. And that's what made me yeah. like the movie as much as I did. The bottom was gotten to. There was a cult members that were caught by the law. And it turns out Jane, the sister, was the leader. And... The secret leader. The secret... Se- she was like a shadow leader right. kind of thing. Yeah, like evil, like goatee, evil goatee wearing South Park. Like, how you know they're <laughs> evil because they have a goatee. Yeah. He's the yeah. real leader. He He's like the fake proxy leader, you know, the puppet yeah. leader of the, uh, the cult. <laughs> oh, and I was a little bummed. This is just a stupid thing that bummed me out. I was like, I was excited for another Italian Jallo, and I was bummed that this was set in England and they shot it. I guess they shot it in London. Yeah, yeah. Because like she gets tube. on. Uh, yeah, she gets on the tube. I was like, I was like, wait a second, that's the the underground. I was like, this is not Italy. <laughs> I was so confused. I think if you're a Giallo fan, you should probably see it because it's it's beautiful. It really, um, yeah, it is. It's. It's yeah. beautiful. I like the music, um, the opening credits, and the, the closing sequence. I like that yeah. uh, the music, and uh, it was beautiful. Some some of the imagery, gorgeous. Yeah, the yeah, the music was really good. It was like um, I meant to touch on that. It was very. I mean, it it sounded like you know, kind of like Goblin. Like it was that sort of early um, prog rocky mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, that you know, Goblin would would make famous. Um, that kind of style. Um, yeah, there was a little bit of that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It, I mean, the music was good. <laughs> the music was good. Yeah, all the colors of the dark, nineteen seventy two. Do we have um any uh messages? This week, Dale? Uh, we do have messages, Chuck, and you can send yours to batandspiderpod at gmail.com. Uh, and we would happily read your emails live on the air. You could send us voice memos right from your phone. So record yourself in a voice memo and forward it along to us at batandspiderpod at gmail.com. We also have a phone number. 315-544-0966 and you could leave yourself a voicemail. You could leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the air as well. You could leave yourself a voicemail, Chuck. Idiot Dale. Uh, first up, uh, Chuck, we got an email. Even though I won't watch many of these films you talk about, I've enjoyed the episodes I've heard so far. no, I haven't listened to them all yet. Well, that's okay. You sound like you may you may have your own lists, but I have suggestions for movies you may like or hate me for suggesting. One movie I saw only because I had a horror fan friend who got his hands on foreign VCR tapes back in the day. A German oh, wow. movie called Necromantic. I have Ooh. to warn you, it's a rough one. I will put that on the list, Tim. Another movie that is more goofy, 1970s Devil Witchcraft Fair is Race with the Devil. Haven't seen it in a long time. Nothing great, but was a fun idea. This is from uh, Tim Hamilton. I recognize him from our Instagram account. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Good old Tim Hamilton. He uh, 
He's a he's a cartoonist. Oh, cool. He's a, I know him through the cartoonist circles. Nice, yeah. Tim. Thanks for listening. Appreciate nice that. Guy. And yeah. yeah, no pressure to watch these movies. And uh, we appreciate you listen to any of the episodes. We are uh, genuinely happy that you have, and you emailed yeah. us. You you have hit the all uh, Bat and Spider Hall of Fame, my friend. Yeah, Tim was psyched when I brought up watching Frankenstein Unbound. He uh, he uh, he read the book that it was oh, based yeah, on. And that's I think right. He saw the movie and he was really psyched about that. He was excited that someone actually mentioned it. <laughs> Wasn't there a, like a complimenting Dracula Unbound or something like that? Did he bring that up? Oh yeah, he said yeah. I think so. Uh, next up, we got a couple of voicemails. Awesome. Hey guys, uh, Lucas from Oregon again. Uh, just watched All the Colors of the Dark. Uh, super good. I love, uh, I love Giallo. I get, I'm always up for that. I find them really comforting for some weird reason. They have all these like nice soft edges among their strangeness. It's, it's really good. I will say it was weird watching a witch's kissing scene during this pandemic. And it just made me feel like, hey, witches can't do this anymore. So um, I do want to thank you for uh, pointing out the Tim Goodyear zine to me. I'm a big Video Telepa fan and a big Lustig fan. So I, I kind of had this panicked moment of trying to get a hold of it, but it's on its way. Super nice. excited. Awesome. His uh, work is really great. Um, to relate to Dale, I also met Bruce Campbell uh, a couple of years ago. He spoke at a... Uh, a local film festival in town. And uh, he, we kind of huddled around him at the beginning trying to get our photos or signatures or whatever. And he ended up spending the whole time talking to my girlfriend about Oregon land management, which was uh, <laughs> pretty funny. So anyway, uh, love the podcast. Thank you guys so much for doing it. And uh, hey, I'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. That is... Uh, listener Lucas... <laughs> Thank you so much for checking back in, man. Yeah, Lucas from Oregon, thank you. That's a great story about Bruce Campbell. He was like doing yeah. like a documentary on Oregon land management or something. I can't even imagine what... Was he really? I, yeah, I think he, him and his wife were, were doing that. I can't even imagine what that conversation would have been like. Wow. He was probably so super into it. Like somebody oh, yeah, could he probably speak perked to him. up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, I get to talk about land management and not this... Stupid nerd shit all night. Yeah. Host another <laughs> trivia quiz show for you idiots out there. God, I would love to hear him like just like personal <laughs> conversations, just make fun of nerds. I bet it's so <laughs> satisfying. Uh, and he also brought up the uh, the video Tonfa, which I I took yeah. a picture for Chuck. Uh, I received my copy of the book last week, so. I'm going through it now. It's a pretty cool idea that he just turned his sketchbook into this, and it's over 500 pages, almost 600 pages of uh, of gold. So, yeah, was, yeah. Um, I got mine at floatingworldcomics.com, I believe is where I picked up my copy. And uh, oh, yeah. that's cool that you're getting your copy, too. Let us know when it comes in. All right. Uh, next up. Hey guys, it's Matt Allison, and um, I just wanted to offer a suggestion uh, for the episode when you discuss Edwige Finich. Uh, you should say her name as though you're a cab driver and she left her scarf in the backseat of your cab and you're following her trying to get her attention. Edwige! 
Edwige, stop! Edwige! 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 <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's so funny. So that's Matthew Allison, another cartoonist, good friend of mine. Um, we talk about the rock band Kiss almost every day. Um, me and him and, uh, and another friend of mine. But he's actually the guy that I was worried about disappointing uh with my my take on this movie because mm. and he 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 sent me a picture of the, the of he has like an original poster of this movie Whoa. in his room um he loves this movie so i hope i didn't break your heart too much allison or matthew and oh my god but that was a great voicemail uh <laughs> we should have pronounced it i feel like we had our banter about her uh name yeah uh, pre-show I, yeah we did which sucks right because we were talking about this exact <laughs> yeah. thing before we yes. hit record of, of how to pronounce it but man i mean yeah she's she's awesome i i really liked her actually in this movie and mm-hmm. i'm gonna look yeah she was great she was so uh charismatic and yeah like uh like lucas from oregon was saying uh i've there was these Whenever she was on camera, there were these like soft edges and these real like gentle. Mm-hmm. It just brought like this uh, calming sense when she ever, whenever she was on screen. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's a gorgeous woman, and she's a great yeah. actress. She she was in a lot of stuff. She's got these. She's got these big eyes, mm-hmm. and they like in this movie. She has this awesome like the mascara and lashes. The way they do it, it kind of like came. It looked like it almost like came not around her eyes but like onto the skin a little bit mm-hmm. and it made them look even bigger and it just like you couldn't take your eyes off like anytime she was on screen you you know you're just like drawn to her eyes and and seeing what uh you know trying to experience her horror yeah really <laughs> and nobody can help her yeah matt allison thanks for that voicemail it's amazing very kind of you and uh do you guys uh ever see the scooby-doo and kiss movie <laughs> It's oh my god! It's pretty good. I, I wonder if he's seen it. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I've watched that with my kids. That's and, like a new thing. Huh? Yeah, it's like probably within the last five years. But there's this Amazing. one sequence in the movie where, I mean, Kiss. I obviously they Rick, Gene probably required that they were able to perform on the movie. But there is <laughs> yeah. a sequence where they perform like a whole four to five minute song. Really, and it is uh, it is the whole song, like during the wow. psychedelic uh, sequence of the movie. It's really good. I mean, they go. I gotta the see the production that value is pretty good in the movie, but uh, that whole sequence just goes on. Does he lick his the neck of his bass guitar in the cartoon? He, he, he might <laughs> he stick his tongue out onto his the neck of his bass guitar as he's uh, famous for. Yeah, so Scooby Doo Kiss everybody. <laughs> Got the underscore reco. That's it for the Bat and Spider hotline, Chuck, this week. Awesome. Nice, nice batch. Yeah. Thank you, everyone who um who called in and wrote in. Always makes us feel good. Yeah. This is very nice of everybody. I I yeah, maybe we'll, you know, th- it, it, I liken it to a letters page in the back of an old, a dusty old horror comic book, you know? Mm-hmm. With more uh immediate gratifying feedback. Because we answer yeah. it. We answer it as soon as we get it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like magic. Mm-hmm. You too can be a part of the <laughs> the experience, the bat and spider experience. 
Next up, uh, Chuck, is the portion of the show where we pick our next film. Oh, boy. And it's Dale's turn. I... (laughs) He's dry heaving. (laughs) What's it going to be? What's he going to pick? I can see his eyes going down the list, Mm -hmm. darting back and forth. So I am... I'm going to, I'm going to go into a little backstory here. Um, I was a, a moviegoer to the Alamo draft house since I moved to an area that had one. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, you know, the pandemic happened and everything has been closed. But since then, um, Alamo has kind of opened up their online on demand service for, and uh, they have a, a library of, your typical Alamo fair with cult movies, horror movies, weird Wednesday kind of stuff. And, uh, one of the, one of the movies I sort of, uh, homed in on and i thought I would watch when I had the chance is a movie from 1993 called body melt. <gasps> wow. That's very exciting. Residents of the placid suburban cul-de-sac of Pebbles Court have started receiving unexpected samples of a new and experimental vitamin manufactured by a strange health spa. Shortly after adding the mysterious green powder to their diets, users begin to experience strain and increasingly macabre visions, and worse, their bodies start to mutate, ooze, and eventually melt. (laughs) Amazing. But we're going to watch another vitamin movie, Dale. Uh, you know what? You're right. Shit. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, this is awesome. I'm uh, looking forward to this. Yeah. This is going to be cool. Body melt. So it looks like it's on, uh, it might be on Prime, Amazon Prime as well. So it's it's definitely Prime fair. Um, cool. So everyone can join in the fun if, the, if they have means to a Prime yeah. subscription. So, Philip Brody's Body Melt from 1993. Episode 14. Oh, and I should say, um, there's no Crypt Keeper's Coffin this week because I just completely forgot to watch the episode. I have no other excuse Mm -hmm. than that. Uh, It's my fault. Dale came prepared. Mm -hmm. So, write your angry letters to me if you're waiting for uh, a new episode. We're we're just going to... pick up next week <laughs> also while you're talking about tales from the crypt chuck yeah. it, it's worth mentioning that when we started the tales from the crypt episodes these these episodes were these seasons were available to purchase digitally all mm-hmm. all seasons all episodes but in the time that we started and now six weeks they have been pulled down and you cannot purchase them digitally anymore yeah out of nowhere yeah. So and like and like you said like because you used to always check to see if they were available and they weren't for the longest time so yeah it feels like they put them up and then quickly pulled them down yeah I mean I was probably Um, checking once every six months for years and uh, yeah and then we looked at the show I don't know how long they were available before we started the show but yeah um, it's kind of a bumming bummed out news to to see that that happened um. I, I, so the first season, you know, I own still because they, they can't take that away from you, but 
Um, yeah. So w- full disclosure, what Chuck and I are doing, we're hitting the seasons uh, on eBay, the physical media, the DVDs. They're, yeah. They run p- pretty cheap. Luckily, you know, in DVD format, things are kind of cheap nowadays. So like for 46 bucks or something, you're getting the entire yeah series um that's what we're doing um so we can continue on and um so we'll have that in our position we'll be able to pick up probably with with not much of a lag anyway so yeah yeah i love physical media but it's also a bummer when they make things harder for people to Mm -hmm. get um but it is what it is who knows to be fair probably the reason lies in some lawyers (laughs) filing yeah man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, the uh, the box set with the Crypt Keeper in his, uh, you know, Sunday best is yeah. a pretty classy cover to the box set. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to seeing that on the shelf yeah. uh, and being able to look at it and pick out the case and look at the mm. discs. And yeah, yeah, it'll be cool to have that. Um, Dale, it was great to uh, hang out with you once again. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. This was fun. And uh, I can't wait to do it again next time, Chuck. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Body melt. Episode 14. Chuck, I hope you have a great week. Oh, you too, Dale. I hope you watch a billion good movies. Mm-hmm. Eat some good breakfasts <laughs> and good dinners. and. I think I'm going to try to watch uh, Sleepaway Camp 3. Oh, my God. I want to help you on this journey. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll yeah. watch the Sleepaway Camp movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's back. Pamela Springsteen's back in this one. I know that for sure. Oh, wow. So. I think, doesn't Felicia come back, though, at some point? I think she comes back. I think she does, but I don't know. I don't even know in what capacity. You know, I don't know what's real. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking real. of musical movie connections. Trip sorry. Like I'm going to delay the end of this. I found out star of Sleepaway Camp, Felicia Rose, is married I don't remember his name. I apologize. He's married to a guy in Camp Kill Yourself. The uh, yeah. CKY, the band that was involved with like Bam Margera's crazy <laughs> tapes and uh, yeah. turned into Jackass and Viva La Bam. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. That is crazy. And yeah. uh, he like, I know he showed up to one of our conventions with wearing her shirt, his her face <laughs> on a shirt. Or that's like amazing. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the dream, cool. right? Like, yeah, that's a dream right there. Oh, yeah. Do that and pivot that into a marriage and kids. Maybe I'll show up to uh, Italy with uh, Edwig Fennick on my t-shirt. Edwige! You know? Edwige! Edwige! Fennick! You forgot your scarf, milady. Your scarf. You forgot your uh, Star Trek best of box set in the back of my cab. <laughs> Riker! Tape. Tapes flying. Jordi LaForge. <laughs> My dad, I, I was always turned off by the next generation because my dad would always put, I would go over his house every Sunday. Yeah. He would like watch it for two hours on Fox in the afternoon. I would be so annoyed that he would like. So boring. Yeah. But now I want to go back and watch them all. I just don't know when I can watch that much TV. I don't have that kind yeah. of time, you know? It's there's a lot there. Yeah, yeah, I I've I've tried to go back and watch that, and I can't. It's too. I don't know. It's too long. Too much. It's too much. Yeah. So. 
Anyway, may yeah. the force be with you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> remember that episode of Next Generation? The only one that I always remember is they're like these purple bugs that crawl into your these like crawl into their ears. Oh. I think. And like take them over and they're like become evil characters. Oh my god, no. I don't remember. I do I like that episode. It's mm. disgusting. Ugh. All right, Dale. Let's end this. Let's get out of here, Chuck. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Love you. Love you. Bye. Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com.